This afternoon, we are going to talk about an elephant in the room, distraction at mass. You see, you forget that I have a perfect vantage point to see all of your faces through mass. And I can see some of what you're doing and what you're thinking as mass is going along. Like maybe when I started saying, no one knows the father except the son, no one knows the father, no one knows the son except the father, and anyone who chooses to reveal him, some eyes started to go away. Or maybe sometimes you look to the child that's in the pew next to you, or maybe you start looking at your watch because father keeps talking. But then as I just told you all these things, what underlies that is my own public confession that that means that I get distracted too. If I notice that you get distracted, it means that I'm probably also distracted. We all struggle with it. We all struggle with being distracted at mass to varying degrees. And part of it comes back to what we heard from St. Paul in our second reading today, when he says, we are not in the flesh, we are in the spirit. That's what we are called to as Christians. But when we are distracted, it's because we are weighed down in the flesh. The worries of the flesh, whether those are physical or mental, weigh us down and keep our soul from engaging in the spiritual things that are being offered to us at every Mass. That when we hear Jesus say, come to me and I will give you rest, if coming to Mass on a weekly basis is not a place of rest, for you, then that's probably an indicator that there's some unrest in the flesh that keeps this place, the Mass, as being a true place of repose when we come to Him. But what we need to remember is the reason for that is as much as we train and discipline ourselves in all different areas in our life, whether that's in our work, whether that's in our health, whether that's in study, whatever it is, those take discipline to get better at, why do we think that we don't need to train the soul? The soul needs to be trained as well in order to be properly directed and properly oriented. We all need to continually do that. It doesn't just happen because I'm a Christian. It doesn't just happen because I receive graces from God through the sacraments. There's my part as well where I have to learn how to open my soul and open my life to what is being offered to me by God. Otherwise, I can get weighed down by my distractions and close up my soul, and Mass is just a bunch of words that are spoken, and I do my time, and I go home. The insight into how we start to grow into that comes from Jesus in the gospel before he starts speaking all complicated like about his relationship with the Father. When he says, blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to mere infants. See, training the soul isn't complicated. Because Jesus says it is even for infants to commune with God in the soul. This isn't some higher learning that you have to figure out as you get older. It's actually usually the opposite. It's as we get older that we get worse at it. Because we get more weighed down in the world and in the flesh. What does he mean when he's saying God has revealed these things to mere infants? 
One of the things that comes to mind for me is the way that children find wonder where there seems to be no wonder, right? How a small child can be fascinated with a rock. Mom, look at this rock. It's shaped like this. I've never seen a rock shaped like this. And they want to take it home and they want to put it on the shelf and they want to keep it because they found this rock. And as grown-ups, we just walk over them. But they have found wonder in creation that we start to overlook as grown-ups because we just get weighed down in the worries and responsibilities that we have, which are all good, but then we lose some of that sense of wonder. That sense of wonder comes from the soul, the soul that is engaged with the created things that God has put around us. And we contend to become numb to them. It's by re-engaging with that childlikeness, right? How many times do we hear G Jesus say, unless you are like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the beginnings of how we walk through our distractions to engage our soul in the things of God, in the spiritual gifts that are offered to us. Part of what we need to do, one of the first ways to do that is to be reminded for us that when we come to Mass, it's not first a what we're doing. It's not a first when I'm going to go to Mass. It's not first how am I going to go to Mass. It's a who and it's a why. Who am I coming to meet at Mass and why do I want to meet him? If those are our first questions when it comes to attending Mass as Catholics, it changes the whole way that we approach it, right? If I'm away on holidays and I'm struggling to get to Mass because I don't know when or where I can get to Mass, but I'm reminded, who do I need to see on Sunday? Why do I need to see him on Sunday? That changes the way that we approach it. And then when you walk in the doors of the church, the who and the why become your motivation for how you enter into the prayer of the Mass, not the how and the what and the when. So if we have to train the soul to grow into this, to grow back into this, maybe is a better way of putting it, what do we have to do? What are some practical things of how we can approach that? Well, some of them are given to us. Some of them are offered to us. When you walk into the church, the space is a help for that. But right? I've mentioned this before. One of the reasons that we build our churches the way that we do is that automatically when you walk into the church, because of the way that the space is designed, it opens you up. That's the start. Our postures remind us of why we are here. What I always tell kids when I'm teaching them about the Mass where else in your life do you kneel? At what other point in your life do you kneel? Nowhere. This is the place where you kneel. You kneel in worship and in adoration. And so if this is the only place that you do it, that trains your soul through your body, moving the flesh towards the spirit because I am bowed down in worship to God. The music that we have, that we don't generally listen to much anywhere else, and the prayers that are given to us. All of these things are intentionally chosen 
to allow the flesh to step aside and to allow the soul to fully engage in God. Another thing to kind of think about is what time do you show up for Mass? Right? If you come rushing from wherever you are going on Saturday afternoon and get here for four o'clock and sit down right on time for the opening hymn as we come in, more than likely you're going to spend the next 15 to 20 minutes minimum still thinking about what was done today and maybe thinking about what you need to do after. Part of the time that we have when we're at Mass 10, 15, 20 minutes early, there's your time to be distracted. Let everything wind down. My spiritual director once told me, he said, how do you stop a moving train? Slowly. So how are you going to quiet your mind when you come to Mass? Slowly. It takes time. This is part of the reason why we can't just show up right when Mass starts, even though that's when the official prayer starts. We need time to slow the train of all of the physical, fleshy parts of our life so that we can rest them for the sake of allowing our soul, which is sometimes neglected, to come to the forefront. Then, when distractions come, are you a terrible sinner because you are distracted at Mass? No. But there are some things that you can do with your distractions. The first one, which might seem counterintuitive, engage with your distraction. With whatever is distracting you in that moment, bring it into your prayer at the Mass. God, why am I worried about what's for dinner after this? Who cares? Once Mass is done, we'll figure it out. There's food at home, there's a restaurant if I really don't want to cook. That can worry later. God, help me to just leave that worry behind. Engage with the distraction and bring it into your prayer. Another one is to deflect it. Right? The thought comes, you go, oh, that's nice. And you just kind of let it skiff away. And then the next one comes, you go, oh, that's nice. And you let it bounce away. And you don't engage with it. You don't let it kind of start to gnaw at your mind and turn that cycle of thoughts that can come. But you just let it deflect. And then another one is learning with time how to quiet your mind. Learning how not to think so much because we don't have to think all the time. And I'm telling you this as someone who really stinks at that part. Learning how to quiet our mind. Then what you can do is when those distractions come, allow something material to re-engage you in prayer. This is part of the gift of our Catholic faith because we have so many things as part of our prayer that are material and in the flesh that actually draw us back into prayer with God. So whether that's just trying to focus more intently on the words of the prayers that are being prayed at Mass or the readings that are being read. Maybe it's simply just looking up at the crucifix and looking at the face of Jesus on the cross and you just let that draw your mind and your heart back to who you are here for. Maybe it's just focusing intently on the altar and the sacrament that is being celebrated and consecrated here and just reflecting and contemplating on the mystery that is hard to see, but asking for that childlike wonder of what seems absent, but God is giving here. 
You can allow each one of these material things to draw your soul back into that prayer. Because we all get distracted. Because our flesh is weak. But the spirit is willing, which is why we are here. We are here because the soul longs for the rest that comes with Jesus. And so he promises to be here. He offers himself for us. But then we have to be intentional about training our soul. Little bit by little bit, doing things along the way to help our soul engage by letting our flesh take the background. When I'm teaching elementary kids prayer, and high school kids too, tell them, we close our eyes, we clasp our hands, we sit in a posture that we won't fidget for at least five minutes, and then we slow our breathing. Why? So that our soul can be active. Once we silence our senses, then we can truly begin to pray.